Hey guys, and welcome back to a new episode of Meet the Answer podcast. I seriously cannot believe it's taken this long to start a new episode, but here we are. Hear me out, guys. I got married. I moved. I moved again. Found out I was pregnant. Started a new job. Started grad school. And then here we are today. (laughs) I seriously have been MIA for a really long time. But I also wanted to thank you guys for allowing this podcast to grow as much as it did while I've been gone. It is one of the top food science podcasts as well as ranked number five. And also, it has five stars. So, like, thank you so stinking much. I don't even know where to begin. So, just thank you. I also want to ask for, like, a slight favor. If you could rate this podcast, if you haven't already, and subscribed, that'd be great. And then if you could please follow me on instagram at meet the answer that is where i ask my food questions if not i will have my blog linked if you don't have an instagram where you can send in your questions and i would love to answer them now with that being said i wanted to kind of go over kind of like my schedule that i'm going to be doing for this podcast from here on out because i'll be a mom doing this podcast which will be crazy and amazing and awesome all at the same time But I wanted to say I will be doing a podcast once a month. The reason why is because I am now a nutrition coach and um, or a wellness coach is a technical term because I'm doing that because I am a um, I'm studying to be a registered dietitian and so to start getting clients and gaining clients and everything like that. I actually am going to be doing my wellness business. So that's taking up a lot of time. And I wanted to say that um, if you want to become a client of mine where I do like meal plans for you, we talk about food, all different things like that. I will leave that down below for you guys. Um, It's my own company, my own business named Honestly Bear. And it's something that I have been wanting to do for a really long time. And so, yeah, that's that. Um, so, what else do I need to talk about? Oh, sponsorships. So, this podcast will no longer be sponsored by anybody. Because I actually am able to sponsor myself. <laughs> Surprise. Um, I have a merch line with this particular podcast. And if you want, it'd be amazing if you could go buy something <laughs> from there or um follow me on patreon or buy some essential oils from me or yeah that's basically it because that is the way that i'm sponsoring this podcast i don't have any sponsorships um because i am able to have all of these things um i also wanted to mention that juice plus i have my own code or link with them and you guys can get juice plus if you would like and i'll have that link down below all of those things actually are helping this podcast and i really do appreciate it a lot and now i'm not going to say i'm never going to have a podcast i mean a sponsorship but it's got to be like a really good one like if i could get snarky tea on here like if you're listening snarky tea I will include you in my podcast just because I like you a lot, but mm, everybody else, 
I think I just want to be my own sponsor. So if you guys could help me out with that, that would be amazing. So far, it seems like it'll work out. But anywho, let's jump right into this freaking podcast, okay? I have been already made a YouTube video earlier um, today about like body positivity while you're pregnant. And um, so if you see me, not see me, there's no video. If you hear me drinking some tea, it's because my throat is literally parched from talking so much. So I'm going to try to get through this as quickly as, not quickly, but as well as possible. Okay. Okay. So if you follow me on my Instagram, which my Instagram has been slacking, I only have 826 followers. So if you guys could please, please, please go ahead and follow me, that would be amazing. It would help me out a lot. Okay, so on there, I posted on my story as well as made a post that said, long time no chat, send me your questions about fruit. I left it very open, very vague, um, and I am just going to open it and talk about the questions that I got and answer them with you. Now, if you guys don't know anything about me, I am a food scientist. I talk about food from an unbiased perspective, so I don't have... Although I do have an ag background, I also have a um, food safety background and I also have a like dietitian background. And I'm just going to put this out there. All three of them have completely different perspectives. So I'm just going to tell you about facts about food and that's kind of how I go about my podcast. So if you have ever wondered how these podcasts go or never heard of me before, that is what I am and do. I love being a food scientist. I think it's amazing. I think it's incredible. However, I figured out that people don't know anything about food. They seriously don't. They don't even try to know where their food comes from or anything like that. And so my goal with this podcast is to reach as many people as possible to teach them about food. So if you know of someone that would love this and be interested in it, go ahead and send this over to them and send them a link and be like, hey, you might want to listen to this because I give you some interesting tidbits on food, basics of food, as well as just general questions that I get asked a lot. So yeah, that's a long intro, but that's basically what's going on. I mean, it's been a long time. I had to fill you in on everything, (laughs) but let's go ahead and get started. So one of the main questions I got that I'm going to be answering in this podcast, because I will then answer just like basic random questions on my Instagram. Um, But one of the main questions I got asked is, is ripening fruit rotten? What is the difference between vine ripening and shelf ripening? So that question I got asked literally, whoops, whoops. (laughs) Um, That Seriously, it was like my number one question that I got asked for a long period of time. I think there was like 20 questions basically asking me that same question. So I'm going to answer it here. Um, so let's talk about, we're going to talk about a couple other things too, just some background information. So let's talk about irradiation. You might not know what that is, um, but it's basically radiation that is put on produce to be able to keep it longer on the shelf. So the reason why I'm telling you this is because it matters 
because it won't ripen as fast um, on a shelf. And so it's called, like the symbol of the irradiation sign is a redura. That's what it's called. And um, I've talked about this before, I believe, on this podcast. So I will link that one down below. Um, but basically what that means is just, it's like a, a radiation shock that produce get to be able to stay on the shelf for longer. So that way, once you buy it, it doesn't just rot. And if you've noticed, um, the produce that is organic tends to go bad quicker. There's a reason for it. It's because those aren't irradiated foods. So... If you have always wondered why, that is one of the reasons why. And that was one of the questions I got. But that is because, like, with irradiation... Okay, let's just talk about, like, the, the way that produce gets to your store. Or to any place, minus farmer's markets, okay? Typically, they're in a farm from another state. They then pick it. They irradiate it. They get taken in trucks and they get sent to your grocery store, typically. That's just generic, non-organic fruit and veg. They make it to your grocery store and then they sit in the grocery store even more and even longer. So really, ripening doesn't really happen. And I say that in a way that's like, Vine ripening doesn't happen because there's no possible way for it to be done. Because it takes such a long time to get to the place that it is going to be sold. And then it has to sit on the shelf at the place that it's being sold. And so it needs to be basically picked prematurely so that way it can be sent to a actual grocery store. Now, I'm not talking about like your run-at-the-mill like local farmer thing I'm talking about your run at the mill grocery store okay um the local farmer most likely let it be like it was picked at a decent time because they know what the heck they're doing and they had the option to let it stay on the vine for a little bit longer so the difference between ripening on a vine versus ripening on your shelf is that If it stayed on the vine and it ripened till its peak perfection, it's getting more nutrients to that plant, but it's still decomposing on the plant, which is the same thing that it's doing on your shelf. So it's still decomposing on your shelf. That's what ripening is. Ripening, not by definition, but like by dumbed down definition, it means decaying, basically. And that is whenever the fruit is the sweetest and the most digestible for your body, which is why it's important to eat ripe fruit and not unripe fruit. Because unripe fruit actually gives you different benefits than ripe fruit and so it kind of I guess it just kind of depends on your body which one's more beneficial because I can't just sit here and tell everybody that oh only eat ripe fruit not the other kind because some people thrive on non-ripe fruit not very often but it's true people are out there and so I tell you that to say that it's so important for like your fruit 
ripen. So that way it helps your digestive system and it allows your body to be able to digest the fructose accordingly. I mean, it still will anyways, but it allows the starchiness to kind of go away and you have more of like the actual fruit because starchiness is typically in most fruits that are not ripened, which is what it's kind of hard for your body to digest. And so if you let it sit and you let it ripen, you're actually allowing your body and doing a favor for your body in that way. So let's go back to what I was talking about with ripening of the fruit. Ripening is basically decaying of the fruit or the veg, whatever. You get what I'm saying, the produce. And if it's sitting on a vine, it's gaining nutrients while decaying. So whenever you pick it off the vine or you pick it, you pull it out of the ground, whatever, it's going to be more nutritionally dense than a piece of fruit that was sitting on your shelf ripening. Now, does, um, like, let's say mango, for example, does a mango sitting on your shelf that's ripening give you amazing nutrients? Yes, it does. It is so much better and so amazing for your body, no matter what. Like, whatever piece of fruit that you're eating, as long as you're eating fruit and you're eating veg and you're eating the healthy things in life, they're going to help you, no matter what. That's just how it is. But I will say, if you just took a mango and a mango and you did and ran some tests on it to figure out which one is more nutritionally dense. The one that was ripened on the vine, the longest, is going to have the most nutrients. It's just a fact of life. But I don't want people to feel bad and be like, oh my gosh, like I have to find like vine ripened fruit now because I'm not getting enough nutrients. You're getting amazing nutrients just for eating fruit and vegetables and you're gaining and being and helping your body and doing a favor for your body by just doing that right like that's so freaking important and I want to mention that um I also got a question about frozen fruit so like is frozen fruit better for you based off of the ripening idea versus fresh fruit here is my twofold answer because it is not just like a direct yes or no. Frozen fruit take a different path to get to the grocery store, right? They still make it to the grocery store, but a lot of them obviously are frozen and they don't, they're more vine ripened because they're going to be frozen than if they were fresh fruit. And, um, that's not, again, always the case. It's not always like 100% the answer, but that's a general rule of thumb. So if you're going through the grocery store and you see fruit that is frozen, nine times out of 10, they were actually stayed, well, I wouldn't say nine times out of 10. I would say a good 60% of the time, they have actually stayed on the vine for a little bit longer. So they're, they're able to be more vine ripened than a fresh one so if you're looking at it in nutritional benefits i would say go with the frozen and generally it's a little bit cheaper and you can keep it for longer in your freezer and so it's more cost effective that way 
But if you like fresh fruit, eat the fracking fresh fruit. You're going to be fine. It's going to make your body healthier one step at a time whenever you're feeding your body good things. Your body thrives off of basic foods, right? Not com- not like the complexity of processed foods. That really doesn't help your body very much. It doesn't help it grow. It doesn't help it flourish. It doesn't really help it like at all. But it also doesn't mean that you can't eat that every now and then. But your body always will thrive off of simple foods, right? As close to the source as possible. Eggs, milk, yogurt, meat, cheese, fruits, vegetables, those things. Those basic whole foods is what your body is going to thrive most on. Always. Because it's simple for your body to digest. Obviously, if you eat a mango, you are helping your body way more than if you were going to eat a Cheez-It. And that's something to remember because do your best. If frozen fruit is too expensive or if um, finding a farmer's market that has vine-ripened food is too expensive or too hard to find, don't worry about it. Eat the mango that is fresh, you're not going to die. You're still helping your body. You're still giving your body the nutrients that it needs, okay? I'm just answering the facts, okay? I'm just giving you some facts. And so that's just something to understand and kind of think about whenever you're in the grocery store related to fruit. Another one is how to prevent berries from going bad, Um, so quickly. And my really easy answer is to drop the pH. If you know anything about, well, I guess, if you know anything about bacteria, there's a couple things to know. They like moisture. They don't like acidity. And temperature really matters to them, right? So there's Those are the basic things. So if you want to know how to keep produce going good in your fridge, you need to look at the temperature that it's being stayed at, like housed in. You need to figure out um, the acidity of that specific food. Um, And then you also, or the alkalinity, that kind of thing. And you need to figure out how much moisture is being brought into this food so berries for example moisture wise there's a lot of moisture in berries it's a soft fruit it is it doesn't really have a skin on it I mean it does but like not really it's um very alkaline and it can grab onto moisture and hold on to it for a long period of time because it has so much moisture inside of it. So if you know anything about chemistry, moistures kind of stick together. And I say that as in like a very dumbed down version. If you're a scientist, you know what I'm talking about, but I'm dumbing it down just a smidge because it makes sense whenever you say moisture grabs onto moisture. That's just how it works. Um, And so those bonds stay very, very close and night, like, um, knit 
tight. And so in order to break those bonds, in order to allow moisture not to grab hold of other moisture, you need to drop the acidity of berries. And by doing so, you need to clean your fruits and veg. This is one of the easiest things I think I can say and help someone out. So get distilled white vinegar or just white vinegar, basically. Don't get the cleaning kind, but just like the basic run-of-the-mill white vinegar. Take a capful or two and put it in a gallon of water and soak your fruits and vegetables in there. That's going to drop the pH. It's going to stop moisture from like connecting to other moisture because they don't like the acidic portion of things. And your acidity is going to go up, which means that the alkalizing um, of the fruits and veg are going to go down. And that means that you are preventing bacteria to grow, right? And then the other thing that I would say is to look into your fridge and see where you're housing your fruits and veg. If they are not like in a drawer or um, something like that, you need to put it in a container. And the reason why I'm saying that is because then all the outside bacteria in the air of your fridge is not going to hit the produce. They have produce drawers and fridges for a reason, and I highly suggest that you use them. There is a reason for it, because they know that fruits and vegetables have to be held at a specific temperature compared to the rest of your fridge. So there's a reason and a method of stocking your fridge, and maybe one day, if you guys want to know, I can do a podcast over it, but there is a specific way to do it. And um, so putting fruits and vegetables in those drawers actually help. And you can change the humidity level and different things like that in those particular drawers. Um, It just protects your fruits and vegetables from getting disgusting. Um, So that's, that's one thing. And then checking the temperature of your actual fridge. So most things should be housed at 45 degrees or below. So if it is not there, you need to kind of either fix that or if it's too cold, you can turn it up a little bit. I wouldn't go too crazy because I think 45 degrees is a little bit on the warm side. I would say between 40 and 41 or 40 and 43 is like prime time to keep all your your fridge perfect and ready to go. So that's my tip on that. And with that, I wanted to say thank you so much for coming to another podcast. Cannot believe it's been this long and I cannot believe that you guys decided to tune in again. So thank you so much and I will talk to you in my next podcast. Bye. Mm -hmm.